I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Have you checked out the latest Ball Family Reserve collection from Ernie Ball Music Man? BFI is a celebration of Ernie Ball's heritage and instrument craftsmanship, which features some of the finest figured tone woods and finishes available. These rare pieces are offered in limited production runs and allow the public access to instruments previously reserved for family and loyal artists. This month features the Bongo in Wild Cherry Burst, the Majesty in Blue Steakhouse, and the Valentine in Target Burst. Learn more about where to get yours at music-man.com forward slash BFR. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Jay Cross. Hello. And Mark Packham. Commodore Format Magazine. Yes, you've been reading a lot of that recently. Now, this is the 280th episode of the uh, of the Guitar Nerds podcast. Um, Mattless this week. Uh, I believe we're going to have Matt back next week, so don't worry, listener. I think the podcast will be greatly improved by his return, but nonetheless. I, w- I was saying in our group chat beforehand, I always like it when Matt's not here. because Other people he- get to talk. Well, no, it's not that. It's just you know he shows us up. You know he's the he's the one that people like. Really, mm, let's mm. let's be honest. He's the one mm. that people listen for. Over he's 50%. the one who's like he's good at guitar. Yeah. He's you know really knowledgeable, like really nice to be around. Really he's generous lovely. with his time and his and his expertise. And he's so lovely. This you, is and you're right, like the B on... team. Yeah, yeah, definitely oh, with a beard thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the Matt Knight Guitar Nerds podcast. Mm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We, I mean, even on our group chat earlier before we started, all of all of us three were like being like, "Oh, I'm so tired. I'm knackered from work today. I'm exhausted. Let's, you know, let's do this podcast." And Matt, who can't make it this week, messaged him being like, "I really miss you guys." <laughs> He's desperate to be here, and we're yeah. all just like, "Oh, knackered. <laughs> can't do it." He is. He is so absolutely lovely. But yes, nonetheless, we are here. We're here to talk about guitars and stuff. So I got a new. Uh, we got a new guitar sent through for the guitar nerds community. Uh, well, not the community, not not you guys. Specifically, so, you. No, specifically. You. <laughs> <laughs> specifically me. Yes, um, we got sent through. Now this isn't especially new because I think it came out um, at. at at uh, the last NAM show that happened, I think, because it was definitely there at the Birmingham guitar show, which would have been the last show that we all went to, except for you, Jay. You didn't go to that one, did you? 
No, I was, no. I was at, yeah, a wedding. at a wedding. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Not mine, um, I should add. <laughs> no, exactly. But um, but so I don't. I'm not sure if you've seen this yet. But the Sterling Cutlass short scale. Joe, in... if you were asking me specifically whether I've seen this, I'm yeah. not sure how you expected me to have missed it, considering <laughs> all you've done for the last week or so is send us pictures of you playing this guitar. Oh, it's yes, that is yeah. Okay, but that's true. But you didn't get to try it nonetheless. <laughs> no, I didn't. No. This and and we did. We probably spoke about it a little bit when it came out. But I think potentially when it came out maybe there were a lot of other pink things happening or at least lots of other sort of high-end stuff and of course music man do tend to you know batch release these incredible guitars so maybe it got slightly eclipsed in that sense but the cutlass short scale so a 24 inch scale cutlass which is kind of their s type body shape that uh, music man do with a an angled single coil in the neck and a humbucker in the bridge still with a trem in shell pink none nonetheless now it's also it is also available in mint green and actually the shell pink that uh, music man or sterling do is is much um much more faded than I think the sort of the conventional shell pink. It's much more subtle, um, but I very much like it. Um, they've gone for a, a, a laurel fretboard, so a kind of rosewood version or maple uh, on the on the mint green. I, I I am having a fantastic time on a very bendy string sort of <laughs> S style guitar. It's really good, really good for like three hundred pounds. You know, what what are your opinions on it? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think it does exactly what it sort of sets out to do by the sound of things. I mean, yeah, I haven't had a chance to to play it yet, obviously. But um, I just, I wish they did that and that colour in a full-scale guitar. Oh, are you you not a fan of the idea of a 24-inch scale S-type? Uh, well, I mean, you know, it's probably fun to to play around on. And by the sound of things, it sounds like you're having a a great time. but yeah, I mean, I would love to see what they could do if they scale that up to the uh, to the full size because it looks absolutely phenomenal. And if you're uh, if you're looking for something short scale, then uh, yeah, I mean, what are your options for something that looks that good? Yeah, if you want short scale, but um, you know, you you like bolt on style guitars. Yeah, I guess you're you're sort of relatively uh, limited to sort of the. I guess the sort of Fender and Squire Mustang range of things. Yeah. Um, it's it's a lovely alternative. I actually, I tell you what, I thought that neck pickup sounded absolutely fantastic. Like you expect a certain level of, this is fine from a guitar at the sort of £350 price point. But it was actually exceptional. Like especially, like the, the neck pickup especially sounded absolutely fantastic like really rich and lush i was playing it very clean with tons of reverb and yeah it was it was fantastic i haven't i haven't put the tremolo arm in yet and tried to use that in any way shape or form yet but um joe can i just say that what you've described there is um it's just growing up (laughs) when you say when you say oh the neck pickup sounded so good I, like I hate to say it, it's like I think I think it's like one of those things. It's like beer, like yeah. when you when you just I think they've always sounded that good. It's just you've never been able to appreciate it. That's certainly how I felt over the last like couple of years. I've started to be like, oh, you know what, nit pickups, yeah, fantastic. And I think it's just I think I'm just like growing up. And my ears are just developing, becoming more refined. Is that what you're playing on your uh, Sonic Red Stratocaster? 
Uh, yeah, it is most of the time. It is the neck pickup. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just it just sounds great. It just it it just sounds fantastic. Um, and yeah, I think I think I think the neck pickup is just yeah. I don't know. I think I was just naive when when we first started this podcast. I was like, no bridge pickup only. <laughs> um, I think the the only guitar where I don't use the bridge pickup is that Dan Electro that I've got because the bridge pickup sounds absolutely dreadful. <laughs> it's uh you know they're they're because they are what they are, and uh, you know any sort of Dan Electro fan will tell you that they're you know they're the bridge pickups are kind of thin sounding. You pretty much can only use the neck pickup no, because Mark, they're... Mark, Mark, I'm I'm sorry to cut across you there, but I think you're you're just what you're showing there is the fact that you just don't have as refined ears as Joe and I. Sure, um, I think is. <laughs> is really what it comes down to and I, i'm looking forward to when all this is over and you know we can like play each other's guitars so to speak um and uh i want to i'm looking forward to hearing your casino through the uh the correct pickup the neck pickup <laughs> the neck pickup on the casino because they've got like really weak pickups in there i.e like low output the neck pickup on the casino unfortunately just does sound like a bit muddy whereas nah, the bridge see, pickup again, sounds amazing again you Mark, i'm afraid you're just embarrassing yourself <laughs> sure, now you re- sure. you really are you just you're just embarrassing yourself now you you unrefined swine uh, I mean, oh, oh, the only guitar I'll let you play is the Les Paul Junior, so you don't have a choice. <laughs> well, because I've already played. Oh, okay, right, okay, yeah. <laughs> is the is the Dan Electro you've got a DC fifty nine? Yes, it's the double cut. Um, it's one from the early two thousands or late nineties, so it's like yeah. proper wooden bridge, dual concentrics. Does that mean um, it has a the back of the necks unfinished? No, on, on those ones, it is right. not. We talked about this before. It's finished, but it's not right. the. Uh, so the the more recent ones, they had that like weird black satin finish to them, which I oh, never yeah. really got on with. That was this when is, they changed the headstock and made it slightly um, asymmetrical. Yeah, this so this is like a just a gloss uh, kind of natural finish to it. It's weird on my one because it almost looks the same color as the body because my one is was like a limited edition peach color um, and the neck is not that far off that but I think it's actually just a natural maple with a with a gloss that's kind of looks a bit pinky um but i've seen other ones which are you know black or, or i think there's a, i saw a silver sparkle as well that have the same neck on it and it's yeah just just natural but yeah the, they... the bridge oh. pickup is is not great the the neck right. the like middle pickup sounds wicked see and just to just to completely counteract that when i had one of those guitars in 2000 and uh, i remember that guitar 10 11 12 yeah. i don't know um I wouldn't go anywhere near the neck pickup because the bridge pickup was the only one for me. I agree. Um, I think so. Dan Electros are all about that bridge pickup sound. They're about that sort of really crisp, brittle, biting. It is sound. just that though. It's just brittle, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah, yeah. there's not really anything. I couldn't find a way to use it like successfully. The neck yeah. pickup just sounds way better in that guitar. Do you remember when those Dan Electro, the Dan Electros that had unfinished maple necks, came out? No. And to be honest, if you do any research on Dan Electro stuff, because the range has changed so much, like all the time, it's so yeah. hard to actually like work out. Like, I'm just going to Google quickly, like history of Dan Electro guitars, I guess. And I just don't think anyone's able to keep up with it because they've, you know, they bought so much stuff like in and out. Um, mm. And like the night, and it all kind of looks the same, you know, it's all based on those original designs, but there are real subtle differences in terms of how they're made and what's available and how uh, traditional they are, you know, whether they've got, like you say, like painted necks or unpainted necks or the natural satin necks. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, let's have a look. We we don't talk about Dan Electro maybe enough, considering I reckon I get a press release from them every two weeks. Well, they're always putting out stuff. That's the thing, and that has been the thing ever since I remember them coming back. You know, like in the sort of nineties, it's you know, there's just oh yeah, there's a load of stuff that comes out and then it disappears again, and that's right across the board, right from the pedals yeah. through to the guitars. Um, and they always are vaguely the same. You know, there's always a version of like the Dan Echo out there. There's always a version yeah. of the DC-59 out there. Um, but they're always just a bit different, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Toman still have the double neck, a silver, excuse me, a silver burst um, double neck uh, part guitar, part bass um, that you can purchase. And it gives it, it has like a two to four week lead time on this. Yet. You know, that double neck is absolutely not on the Dan Electro website. Yeah. And I, I remember when it was because I was because I was working at GAC and I remember getting hold of the emailing the distributor, being like, Can I can I purchase one of these? And I I sent several emails that I don't think I ever got a single response from, so I never did buy that guitar. But um but yeah, I still the Toman still have that on their website, suggesting that maybe if you purchased it, Dan Electro would make one. Yeah, I don't know how that works, and I'm just looking now. Like, there's there's a whole bunch of articles about you know Dan Electro came back and they you know they re um, they relaunched in 1998 apparently at the Nam show with the DC59s. But then you know you look at one here that's fairly modern i would say and it's completely different to the one that i've got both in spec you know what the tuners are like mine i've got like the plastic buttons and the big sort of dan electro machine heads on there um these kind of like weird chunky things um and then you look at modern one and it's just got you know some vintage style metal button tuners and you know it's and it's non-dual concentric it's got you know just volume tone uh it's got a metal bridge with actual adjustable saddles completely different to, to what mine is so there's it's just so hard to trace what they've made when and now obviously they make loads of other stuff as well you know they make yeah. like the the stuff that looks like the moss guitars and they make there's stuff the strat that, range yeah that looks kind of stratty yeah and you yeah. know for a while they were doing things like the hodad was it which was the one that had like the effects in and stuff like it's not uh i just don't think they've ever kind of kept a record of the stuff that they've made it, it seems like that when they introduce that moss right shape which i think is normally called oh no it's got it's, it has Isn't various it dead on 64 or something like it, that or the 66 so i think the 64 okay. is the more traditionally moss right shape and then there's the 66 which is kind of a a carved top version of it with maybe slightly more there's maybe a little bit of a german carve going on on it i'm i'm, I'm not entirely Sure, but yeah, there are the 66 is available in a semi hollow format in both baritone and normal scale. Um, it, it's they, they've got some cracking stuff. I see from their website they've brought back the coral sitar as well because they've yeah. had the baby sitar in their catalogue for the longest time. And I've always been like, I always kind of wanted the coral sitar, but the the second hand ones, the ones from when they you know made them the first time, tend to like in the in the sixties go for loads of money. I'm like, well, I kind of only want it for a bit of fun. And the baby sitar was was maybe just a bit too. Like they, they've it, it looks a bit daft to me. Them actually trying to make it look like a sitar rather than accepting that it's just a guitar with one of those flat bridges. Um, but I love that the choral sitar also has the sympathetic string set on it. Um, 
I love that they've brought it back as well. So um, even just in the 59s right now, DC 59s, you've got the 59 Divine, which is... What's the difference on this one? 59, uh, 59 Deluxe. So launch this in 59, naming it the Deluxe. This hot reissue features vintage 50s lipstick pickups, adjustable bridge, front and back binding, pointer knobs, and goto heads, right? So that's basically like, uh, you've probably seen a deluxe before. It's the kind of edge-bound one, but not bound with the tape almost, but actually edge-bound. And it's oh, got really? pointer dual concentrics. And on this version, it's got like adjustable saddles and like a proper bridge on it. Very nice. So, so and it comes in like a couple of wood finishes and a flame top version as well. <clears throat> oh yes, this was the premium range. That yeah, yeah. So there's a, that fifty, the Divine Fifty Nine. There's also the Stock Fifty Nine, which is similar to the guitar that I've got um, because it has got uh, the wooden bridge. You know, just the like one bit of wood that slides back and forth. But it right. doesn't have dual concentrics. It's just got a volume and tone by the looks of things. Um, yeah, like natural finish maple neck. So it's rosewood board, but maple back. So I think that's like a satin natural. So that's, I guess, kind of closest. But then they also do the 59M, which is a... Metal flake. Uh, no, I don't think it's just that, though, because the bridge is different on those again. It's got oh, like right. almost like an adjustable, kind of almost like Lesbo Junior style bridge on there, and it yeah. has dual concentrics. So not only is the finish different, yeah, it's got metal flake finish, um, but... It's like a completely different spec guitar as well. So, yeah, so it's, it's always a bit difficult to just kind of keep track of what they're up to, basically. And then they do the 5912, but that's got like a humbucker in the bridge and sort of a P90 in the neck. Well, that's where they've moved their, essentially their Mosrite pickups into their 59 Yeah, because so that is also available, the 59 XT, which is a trim with the Mosrite pickups in it. So yeah, it's yeah they do all sorts of stuff, um, and yeah, I mean it's it's all wicked. It's just hard to keep track of what everything is. They do do a fantastic range of stuff. Have any of you, have either of you, uh, ever played the convertible? No, but I want one. There's I've seen a couple of vintage ones knocking around. So that's oh. the acoustic that's got basically a lipstick pickup over the hole. Uh, yeah. So it's like a '59 body shape, but it's a, a fully acoustic guitar. Um, yeah, we the... definitely had these in uh, when when we were at GAC. Yeah, we we we, <clears throat> we used to keep one in the in the video room. Oh um, wow! Actually, yeah. so I've just I've just pulled up a. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Um, I've just pulled up a music radar review of this of, the of one of these of the convertible from 2015. Uh, so yeah, this is a lot more recent than I was expecting. Oh yeah, yeah, it's um, definitely. Oh, they're, they're a current, current model. Dish. Yeah, yeah, it's still oh, on really? the website. If you go to danelectro.com forward slash all dash guitars, it lists everything they currently make, and the convertible is listed uh, as one okay. Of then, those. well, I'll um. I'll let people look for this review by themselves if they want to find it because, uh, you know, <clears throat> no, I'm, it looks great. I I think it does look fantastic. Is the review scathing? The, I've closed the window. I can't remember. <laughs> I like I those. Uh, I like the convertibles. I like the idea. It looks, I, I mean, it genuinely looks fantastic. I mean, so. It actually has the, the large sort of metal tailpiece as well yeah. with the Dan Electro D on there. I, th I think that's, it's really cool. It's really super cool. I mean, to be honest... 
the 59 that I've got is basically almost acoustic anyway. Like, yeah. so yeah, loud acoustically. So loud. I'm not sure how, exactly how much more volume you'd get with one that's got a sound hole on it. But, well, like... I guess it's chambered and it's it's such a... You know, lighter guitars tend to be louder yeah. anyway. And it's, you know, it's all that... Mace, it's ch- chambered masonite. They're, they're going to be acoustically very loud as well I, I basically use the 59 that i've got as you would do if you had like an acoustic guitar knocking around at home um i use it for like songwriting and stuff and uh, you know kind of what i would normally think of doing on acoustic i just do on that because it's like easy to pick up nice and light loads of volume if you're just recording a bit of a demo into your phone or whatever um yeah. it's perfect would you ever would you ever buy a, an acoustic mark for for sort of home no stuff? i just sold my one didn't i, I had a baby taylor uh, not baby taylor oh, of course, a, yeah. um, GS Mini. GS, GS Mini. Mini. Yeah, and I just was like, this is You're too loud. To... I just The thing for me is like, I live in a small flat. I've got neighbours close by. An acoustic is too loud for that. And I don't do any gigs on acoustic, so why do I need right. this? The Dan Electro is much better suited. And the Casino also, you know, I've got that now yeah. as well. So, yeah, I just for what I would use an acoustic for, I've got two better options at home. What acoustic, about you, Jay? Would you yeah. ever... I mean, acoustic for me, I, I kind of feel the same as Mark uh, in that, like, I, I just don't know when I pick it up. And I, don't get me wrong, I'd l- I love the idea of having one, like having like a D18 or something like that, just that you can pick up and, like, you know, sounds really good. I mean, I've, I've got a Baby Taylor, um, which I never play. In fact, I'm not even sure I know where it is. Um, I, th- I think it's behind me somewhere um, in my gear hole so to speak um but it's uh yeah ne- i never play it but I-, I like the idea of having like a really nice big kind of yeah like a d18 or, or something like that but it's just yeah. realistically i'm just not gonna play it like you know the gu- the guitars that i play most are the guitars that are easy to play and like acoustic guitars they sound fantastic but like they've got 12s on do you know what I mean? Like, it's just big, isn't it? Like, the body's we, massive. Not for you. We also well, don't you... need you to be any louder when you're playing. Cause, well, there oh, is that. Like, yeah, yeah, even yeah. When, even when you're playing not plugged in, it sounds like you've got an amp on, like, 10. Of yeah, how I don't really understand why I'm so much louder than most people. But um... I think it's due to your size. Yeah. Because you're so much bigger than people. What? So, like, just my body resonates the, like, I act as an amp. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's the like, same, pia- like I'm like a piano, basically. Well, it's the same principle as, you know, amplification. You know, bigger amplifiers are louder. You're almost like, you know, like if you sit and on the sofa or whatever and your uh, the strap button of your guitar is like dug a little bit into the arm of the sofa or like if if you like put a playing guitar and you put the uh, strap Rest in the like on a table, on a table or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it makes everything super loud. That's That's what it's like listening to you, but without you doing that. Yeah. That's that's it. He's got you've got right, big well, cheese, feet as well, yeah, so yeah, it's right. just you know it, all all that foot space on the floor is probably resonating through more surface area. That's yeah, what it more is. surface area, more contact. All right? Do you, do you need me to just start playing guitar like on one on one leg? I think it would help. That, and, yeah, and, if you know. you're trying to if you're trying to be quiet at home, maybe that is the solution. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will tell you what, I'll give it a go and I'll see what happens. It'll okay, also thanks. just be funnier for us. So that's always a good thing. <laughs> So I, I have been getting really into acoustic um, at the moment. In fact, uh, when I, I went on holiday uh, last week and um, I went to the Cotswolds and stayed in a little converted barn thing um, with, with my girlfriend, and we took a, we took uh, the Spire and uh, and an acoustic. And actually, I've got this lovely um, Art and Luthery parlor 
little 12 fret parlor that I'm a big fan of, but I probably haven't restrung it in the best part of a year. And it, it yeah, it was sounding a little bit dull. Um, so I thought I was, I was kind of, it was very last minute. So I was like, oh, I'll have to grab something else. What do I have that it ideally isn't Harlequin guitar club stock that strings are a bit better. And I have like four or five acoustics around anyway, but, um, I remembered that we, we had and still have from, uh, from Yamaha, their CSF TA, part of their trans acoustic range. Oh yeah. Um, which is a lovely, um, it's a parlor sized guitar, 14 fret parlor. Um, so, you know, not really parlor, parlor's, it should be 12 fret, but you know, it's, it's a, it's a lovely small shape and the C, the C, CSF TA is kind of like, um, it's a steel string parlor, but the body size, um, the body sort of layout wood materials are very much of a classical guitar. So it looks like it should be a classical guitar, but with, you know, the the sort of slimmer, rounder fretboard profile and, of course, steel strings. Um, and, of course, that comes with the built-in reverb and built-in chorus as well that's that's mechanical. So you can you can utilise both of those effects without being plugged in. That wasn't... I, I actually... I actually really like the sound of a dry acoustic anyway. I'm going through a real sort of like a, a Neil Young and Bob Dylan phase at the moment. But um, the reverb was actually really handy because it's not too much. It's not too over the top. It's just kind of subtle. You can you can barely notice it when you're sort of strumming chords, but it really brings out a lot of your sort of lead work or picking work if you're doing anything like that. But, I, you know... I'm getting into acoustics and I've got a lot of time for this little Yamaha trans acoustic. And speaking of acoustic guitars, I've just, I stumbled across something just now, which I don't think we've ever talked about and is completely, completely bananas. Um, How familiar are you guys with Breed Love? Oh, yes. Uh, I know they're a company. We we have actually dealt with them, in fact. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So... But it's not obviously they make they mainly make acoustic guitars or only make acoustic guitars. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if there's yeah. any electrics on here. Just having a quick. I, I reckon I know what you're going to talk about. They, so they've got a new signature mo- signature model. <laughs> so they have. <laughs> did, you, did you know? Did you know about this? I did not, but I'm looking at it right now. Breedlove have we, just released. It, we, I guess we, it must be a, it must be a Summon Am announcement. I mean, the the press release I found is from. Maybe not. It's from about a month ago. So the, the rest of this podcast is only going to be about this now. So from now on, this, Breedlove. as far as I can tell, by the way, this is their only signature model. <laughs> so Breedlove have just released a Jeff Bridges signature acoustic <laughs> guitar. This is better than when Gibson did the um, Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. This is absolutely ridiculous. I so I mean. It it looks it looks good. So it's in it's in of course bourbon. That's the finish that it's in. Uh, so it's uh, it's a cutaway. It's I mean it's pretty flamey, which is you know never never my first choice. And also it does have across the fingerboard. Uh, it does say all tied in this the room together. together. Oh, Sorry? I thought it said ah, oh, I thought it said tied the room together. That would have been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it says all in this together. Um, but, uh, yeah, so just having a read of this, it, se- it seems like 
Pretty interested, actually. Pretty interesting, actually. So uh, Breedlove claimed that they... Um, let me... Where did I find it? Sorry, this is a boy reading a web page on a podcast. Uh, the, they are... Um, they only use, like, naturally fallen timber. Um, so they don't, like, chop anything down, I think, is what... Is what we salvage fallen timber or individually harvest trees to minimise impact on the forest. Um, so that's quite nice, and it's, uh, it's cool. made in oh, yeah Bend, Oregon. Um, yeah, I mean this looks this looks cool. But I mean, look, let's be honest. The thing that we're really interested in here is the fact that it's a bloody Jeff Bridges signature oh, model. What a I man. mean, fantastic, Joe. Basically, what I'm saying is you need to stop recording this podcast right now. And try and get Jeff Bridges on the podcast. Hundred yeah. percent, do it. That's a Friday yeah. special for you. Yeah, yeah, I should do that. I was, uh, I was looking at what string gauge they. Oh, I know, I know. I, I, of course, that was also one of the first things that I did. Yeah, and yeah, I, it comes with thirteen to fifty sixes. I mean, that's that's, that's what you standard, want, isn't it? Oh, it's, I guess that's quite heavy, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. I mean that's heavier than yeah, it's heavier than standard. Most most acoustic guitars come with twelves. When uh, when I saw the name of the string pack, I'd hoped for better, to be honest, because they're did they're Didario <laughs> EXP seventeens. Yeah, the seventeens. That was like, that was oh, always yeah. a bit of a nightmare when always when I was confusing. working in the shop because it's like, and actually the the seventh. So if I remember correctly, the elevens were. Uh, wait, what, what? What? What are they? EXP or EXL? EXP. E- EXP 11s. That's the acoustic also the ones, right? No, I think the EXLs are the um, EXLs electric. EXPs co- is acoustic. Okay, so EXP. So the um, if you were getting the acoustics, the elevens were EXP twenty six. The twelves, I think, were EXP fourteens. No, EXP elevens are yeah. twelve to fifty-three. That is ridiculous. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> I know it's something weird like that. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, sense. it's always a bit difficult to uh, remember, it's particularly if someone comes in and goes, "Oh, can I get some Didario elevens?" Um, and then you're like, so, oh, "Well, would, but well is it yeah, elevens or is it EXP elevens?" Yeah. Oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah. EXP elevens are the twelve. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah, that's your mission, Joe. Get Jeff Bridges on the podcast. I don't think I'd be able to handle it. I I just want to hear it. I don't want to be involved. I just want to hear you interview him. I think that'd be absolutely. Want to hear you try and hold your call whilst uh, whilst talking to Jeff Bridges. I love your hair. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't be able to do it. God, that man always looks good. What a cool dude. Just lure him on with like, uh, yeah, you're going to talk about your guitar and then just talk about all of his films. This episode of Guitar Nerds is brought to you by Shergold Guitars and their latest electric guitar, The Provocateur. Celebrated by Total Guitar Magazine as one of the most refined single cuts on the market with endlessly satisfying playability and a flawless set of tones. The Shergold Provocateur combines remarkable specification with a retro vibe for a unique and bona fide rock guitar. From the brand that once powered the likes of Joy Division and is now championed by modern guitar pioneers and so I watch you from afar and many others comes a fresh and exciting range of electric guitars. 
designed by legendary British guitar luthier Patrick James Eggle and featuring a roasted mahogany neck and a solid mahogany body loaded with USA-made Seymour Duncan pickups, it's easy to see why Guitarist Magazine officially voted the provocateur one of the best electrics of 2019. You can find your nearest Shergold dealer at shergoldguitars.com and if you're not in the UK, don't fear. Many UK-based Shergold dealers have super awesome international shipping options to guarantee your Shergold will make it to you in the most far-flung of places. Proudly stand out from the crowd and discover yours today at shergoldguitars.com. Shergold Guitars. Be your own original. I'll just talk about his hair. How do you get your hair so silky? Uh, anyway, if, you know, aside from Jeff Bridges and his incredible uh, guitar, we've been continuing the Guitar Nerd's own signature model custom build that we're doing in association with Guitar Assembly, who are a fantastic UK-based company that listener, I think you should absolutely check out. They do. Uh, they have a. a they do courses in how to build guitars, but they also have a wonderful website that's full of loads of hints and tips and how to um, how to maintain your guitar uh, and you know and and carry out all sorts of adjustments and replacement bits and bobs, which is very cool. Um, but yes, Guitar Assembly are building for us a guitar. Now we we of course we spoke about this a few weeks ago, and we spoke about the fact that we're going to have this uh, this T style guitar built with a track. Uh, running through it um, to to you know allow for the ease of strumming. Of course, we're having it done in shell pink, a little bit relict, a uh, baked maple neck and board. But we need to decide upon the headstock. So, dear listener, you can help us decide upon that headstock. I've put a post out on all our social media platforms. Um, you know, from the Facebook group, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can go and find that post and you can vote on which headstock you would like to see um, on this guitar. Now, at the moment, this only went up a few few hours ago, but certainly if I just isolate the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds Forum, um, we've had over 245 people um vote on this already that's more and, people than listen to the podcast <laughs> yeah exactly and uh and at the moment it looks like headstock three is uh is is winning which is the headstock where if you're on facebook you apply the laughing emoji to with uh, headstock one in second place uh, headstock two is miles behind if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So, so, you know, so it looks like the third headstock, uh, which is kind of like a... Um, similar to a traditional T style, but in a two-tier uh, format. Um, so the lower half of that would be color matched to the guitar in a in a shell pink. Um, what do you think, boys? Have you got a, a favorite jumping out for either of you? I haven't looked at them. Sorry. Oh. I, oh. I don't use Facebook anymore. Oh right, I thought I put. A, did I, put I didn't. I didn't even put a link in. I did message it to you guys actually on the. On our... Oh, I don't read your messages either. No, no that's uh... both of those things. Facebook and uh, your messages are things that I try and avoid. I see. I like. I, I like one. Mm. Number one. I Number like the one. Uh, the the angle, the sharp angle. It's closer to a the shangle, of, if you will. It's closer to a Balaguer style uh, headstock or, or Friedman esque, um, I guess, because um, all, all three headstocks that have made it through are, are that sort of two tier style. Um, but yes, the the first one is uh, is more sort of Friedman Balaguer esque. The the second one is more bulbous, I guess, and the third one maybe a little bit more subtle um, and sort of T style. But uh, but yes, we'll see. So you know, listener. Do find the post and uh, let us know your thoughts because we'll be making the decision next week and starting the build, which is going to be a lot of fun. So, you know, pick your headstock. Anyway, gentlemen, I guess we should uh, jump headfirst into a big old barrel of news. News. And it's been a very busy week. I, re- I thought you were going to start that bare naked lady style. It's been style, one you, week since you looked at me. Where, it's been. <laughs> no, I was not. Is that the the one about X Files? Chicken of China, the Chinese chicken. You have a drumstick in your brain starts ticking. What's the X Files when the lights on? Ladana Maison. I hope the smoking man's in this one. That's the thing. Is yeah. that what they say? Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. know that. I've, so I've recently started rewatching. Well, not rewatching. I've recently been. Have I talked about this? Been watching X Files. I've never seen it before, which is weird because 
I really like that sci-fi. Um, but yeah, uh, my girlfriend was, uh, she's watched it through a couple of times. She was like, you really need to watch this because you'll really like it. I was just really daunted by the fact that it's 215 episodes. Like That's, that's too much. That's, a, that's really too much. And yet you won't watch Mad Men, the greatest TV show ever made. Well, yeah, because it's just, it's too much. But yeah, I, I kind of got suckered into watching X-Files and uh, yeah, it's so good. And I agree. I hope the Smoky Man is in the episode because he, yeah, it's, it's always a good episode when he's in it. There you go. I need a new thing to watch, and I refuse to watch X Files because that is too many episodes. It's, what should I watch? Just a lot. It's, it's dark. A lot. Shall I watch Dark? Is Dark good? Oh, Dark's very like good. To, I, I quite like I, to watch Dark. I would consider Dark the best thing I have ever watched. Really? <laughs> okay. The best <laughs> series of anything I have ever watched. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very okay. good. I mean, that is that is some high praise. Yeah. It's so good that I don't watch things anymore. I just play Marble Solitaire. <laughs> Also true. You've just smashed your TV. That's You're just it. like, no, that's I've it. I've completed it. It's ever going to get. No, there's no point in doing any more. Exactly. I bought myself a hand whittled um, marble <laughs> solitaire, and now you know that's it. Wait, isn't solitaire the card game? No, yeah. no, marble solitaire. What you know, is marble, marble solitaire? What do you mean? What is marble solitaire? Is I, I don't know how to. It's it's you've got a, a, a circular piece of wood or uh, um, octagonal. If uh, if you're playing the Russian version, but the uh, the bulk of Europe use the circular one. There are a couple of countries that use different amounts of marbles on this, but then you have um, uh, little dimples in the wood that form a layout of marbles. You remove the middle one. Now you can jump a marble over another marble, but it has to go into a space. So you've only got one space. So you've got to take one of the marbles further out and jump it and once you've jumped it you remove that marble now you have to keep doing that keep jumping marbles in different directions until you get rid of all the marbles but you have to end up with one marble in the middle position and it's very difficult the closest pl- i can get down to is ending up with five marbles or so but i'm not i'm not very good my girlfriend emma much better and she understands that it's about directing your marbles so you're always covering yourself rather than just randomly selecting as i do doesn't game. this game have a different name i'm sure i know this is a different name uh, and it's not Peg called solitaire it, what, sorry? Peg solitaire sometimes it's no, called. No, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. Patience, that's what I know it as. Oh, I see. I've never Patience. heard it called that. Right. Yeah. Um, yes. I, uh, no, hang on. Yeah, because Patience is also the name for card solitaire. Right, I see. Isn't that yeah. the one where you've got like a where you've got a, a fella lying down and you've got like some tweezers to remove like his funny bone and stuff? No, that's operation. Oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm going to look at this because I'm sure I know this is something else. Mm. But maybe yeah, I'm just getting. Maybe I've just no, it's patience. Well, just you know, confused. if if you don't fancy watching anything, I'm telling you, Marble Solitaire. It you know okay. takes up hours of my life at the moment. I'm in. Um, yeah, it's, Surely it's once good. you've figured it out to do it once, you that's it. Well, I haven't figured it out yet. So, uh, you know, there you go. On, on, um, on a related note to two of the things you've just mentioned, uh, i.e., you know, like brain, uh, brain teasers and uh, things on TV, you should watch um, Speed Cubers on Netflix, which is uh, the story of a couple of people uh, who are trying to break the Rubik's Cube world record. Isn't that um, like... 
10 seconds or something. No, it's like, so they do, if you're talking, it depends which, it's like the Olympics, basically. There's different disciplines in cubing. Um, so it could be, you know, just a regular, whatever it is, three by three cube, but some of them are like 12 by 12 or what? whatever. Um, There's not that many the, colours. Yeah, I don't know how that works, but they're, they're certainly bigger. I think it's 10 by 10 it goes up to. Um, but yeah, the, the three by three, there's people that can do it in like, Four seconds, um, and yeah, and then they, they just do. Have, they do, they've already done it, and then they just turn it once. So it's like, oh yeah, well look. So I think they get some time to look at it. It's yeah, like no, I think under- I think you can. I think you can look at it, but you can't do it. Yeah, and then it's just about being dexterous and, and getting it done, and then like dropping it, and you know you hit the buttons to say oh, I'm done. But yeah, I think people are doing it in like sub five seconds. I don't definitely. know how you do it in five seconds. Even if you're like playing it the way I play, which would be to scrape off the colours that the don't line up. And, and stick them back yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. I imagine that probably for these guys that would take longer than them actually yeah. doing it. But yeah, you should watch the documentary because it is very good. It's really short, 40 minutes and um, it's emotional. Had a little tear up oh, wow. at one point. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on. It's a, it's a cool thing. And um, speaking of cubing, uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I've actually, the last couple of weeks, I've watched both the Cube and Cube 2, Hypercube. Um, good movies, actually. A lot better than I remember them being when I watched when I watched The Cube in like 2002 as I a think I've only very seen the... scared 14-year-old or something. Um, yeah. I don't know why you were scared. I, I mean, I guess daytime British quiz shows are quite scary. Yeah, I was going to say, I've only seen the series. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, uh, Philip Schofield, Philip Schofield just, yeah, yeah. He's, he's horrified. <laughs> anyway, we should uh, we should uh, do, do some news. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, what, that's what we're here for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it th- doesn't feel like this kind of the regular podcast. This feels it's because like... it's because Matty's not here, so yeah, we don't we're, we're not trying to impress anyone. That's the thing. <laughs> anyway, current current record for the regular. A is this a spoiler? A, is this a spoiler? A regular, is this a spoiler? No, it's not. Okay, it's not. Uh, the uh, current record held for the fastest solve of a Rubik's Cube is currently 3.47 seconds. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that is unbelievable. That is outrageous. Anyway, let's do some news because it's uh, it's been three weeks um, since you looked since at you me. Looked at me. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's, been, a, it's a, been a busy old week for Fender, who have, uh, who have released a right old gaggle of... Uh, things good word yeah i like it thank you thank you but yes i I don't know where i mean we'll let jay lead us into these things but there are some very exciting bits and bobs um where do you want to start i guess i guess we should start with the vinteras because that's kind of um one of the big announcements um so uh at the back end of last year obviously the or start of last year, I can't remember what it was, the uh, the Classics and the Classic Player series were both discontinued and replaced by the Vinteras. And one of the things that, uh, one of the kind of externalities of that was that um, the Roadworn guitars all disappeared because they were part of the Classic series. And uh, lo and behold, what's happened now is uh, we've got Vintera Roadworn have made their way onto the market. And this is actually hot off the press today. And when I say today, I mean today if you're listening to this on Tuesday, because that's when these are formally announced. Um, Although I think some information did sneak onto the internet a little bit earlier, but that's fine. Um, I don't think it is fine, but, you know, we are where we are. 
Um, uh, so yeah, there are um, most of the models that you would want and expect. So I'll just do a quick rundown. So um, 50 strats um, available in. Uh, so they they've got um, yeah 50 style humbucker uh, humbuckers 50 style wow. single coils, <laughs> um, a thick soft V neck. Oh, good. Oh, that's good. Are there are there any things that are different from when they were road worn before in any of the models? Uh, well, I'm um, not sure. I don't. So I don't know really them. because I don't know because the road worns I don't ever think were. I don't. I think they were always like kind of separate from the rest of the series. I don't know necessarily. It was just like oh, you can buy the classic series fender strat in like normal finish in nos finish or you can get it in road one i don't think it was quite as simple as that um so, i remember I, I seem to remember with road one there was only ever like two finishes per, yeah, per yeah. model i think it was a, like a definitely a slimmer range of options yeah, and that's the case here as well. So each model has got two finishes. So 50 Strat comes in Fiesta Red or Surf Green, um, and those are 725 radius. Wow, uh, so that used to be, they used to do a Roadworn Sunburst 50 Strat, because that's what I had. Um, oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, was what you had. Which it? was yeah. fantastic. I, I fully, fully regret getting rid of that, but um, I'm surprised they haven't in- is- reissued that in Sunburst. Yep, just um, Fiesta Red and Surf Green. But then, you know, colours are, it's, it's, you know, people change their mind like the wind, don't they? So it's, um, I'm sure that, I'm sure that colour swaps will happen as they, as they tend to. Uh, 725 radius. um, The big thing with this is these are nitro lacquer, um, obviously because they are road worn. So that's really cool. Um, 60 strap is available in Lake Placid Blue or the Joe Branton Special. No, not that Joe Branton Special. Fire Mist Gold. Ooh. So not quite as exciting as the Burgundy Mist that I maybe tricked you into thinking it was going to be. I but was, no. I was, yeah, I was very excited about that. No, that so that's Fire Mist Gold. That is very cool. A Nitro Fire Mist Gold. Yep. Wow. Is that going to have like lacquer cracking from the offset or is it just going to be like a thin nitro coat no no they're road worn so it's like you know they're pre-worn they're pre they're like relict that is that's outstanding that's incredible yeah i'm excited yeah so that's really good there and then the 60s one obviously is power neck um and that is a uh like mid 60s c so a bit of a slimmer neck um, there is a 50s telly available in Lake Placid Blue or Vintage Blonde, which looks more like um, butterscotch. Uh, although it's like it's done the kind of it's, it's like Vintage Blonde where it's yellowed. Um, and yeah, they both have a slim U neck, um, 50s pickups. Uh, and again, yeah, nitro finish. They look really good. I mean, this just basically is a road worn Baja um, and it just looks so good <laughs> it looks so so good the and um late placid blue which is a color that i'm you know i'm not normally a fan of i think with the black plate looks really really nice um i know that i've been very vocal about my disdain for late placid blue in the past but um actually yeah, i think with the black plate on this telly it looks very very good um the uh they've said a 70s tellies which i don't think there Ooh, ever no. was in the That's classic new. series 
So yeah, 70s tellies, uh, 70s telly deluxe. So two uh, right road one humbuckers. Uh, nice. Sorry, two wide range humbuckers. Um, and those are available in Daphne blue and Olympic white. Um, and Wait, actually, they're not doing that in black? No, not in black. <laughs> no, no, no. Olympic okay. white or Daphne blue. Um, What's the plate? What, what colour is the plate? Black. Oh, that's quite cool. I could get behind that. I could get Daphne behind blue an Olympic white. Sounds cool. Yeah. yeah, I'm into the Daphne blue. Sounds Daphne. Cool. The Daphne blue looks looks really good. And can't it's get obviously, behind pastels anymore. But the, you know, the, it's a big head stock as well. So yeah, that sounds great. Um. Uh. So the the only thing with this is um the only thing that's you know will be price point will uh, price point dependent is uh these are the older style wide range humbuckers so when i say older style i kind of mean mid period wide range humbuckers uh so they're not kunafes uh they are um uh actually i don't know what these are i guess there'll be some sort of alnico but um actually that is something else that's worth pointing out is that kind of i think has got lost in the fray at summonam um the Kunafei wide range humbuckers that were initially announced on the uh as like a, a special on some American original seventies tellies at Winternam are now available as aftermarket pickups. So you can get a proper seventies authentic wide range humbucker made from Kunafei, which is is actually really interesting. So basically the story of Kunafei, and I think I talked about this in January when those guitars were announced. Kunafei was an element that uh was initially used on uh like uh in in cars in, mainly in cars and they were used on um I can't remember what the uh the like speedometers there's like a proper word for it but the the thing that makes you that tells you how fast you're going in a car they were initially used on that and then kind of technology changed and uh that kind of died out and then basically the only thing that was using Kunafei were guitar pickups so obviously it became really inefficient to make so uh for they got discontinued in the late 70s and so for like nearly 40 years basically you couldn't get Kunafei anywhere and uh Fender actually found someone who would make it and uh like it's yeah available for the first time in in nearly 40 years so you can get a proper wide range humbucker so this is designed to this is they said they were initially designed by seth lover when he joined fender um in 71 or 72 whenever it was that he joined fender um and uh yeah so like the fact that you can get those and i mean if you get one of those and stick it in this that would just be astonishing that would be really really cool um so that's that pretty cool lineup and good to have the road one series back great to have the road one series back that is um that is very exciting i i can't wait to see these because of course as we're talking about them now you know then they're, they're not sort of up and around on the internet so i'm looking forward to to seeing what they look like um so yeah indeed. the uh the next thing um that was announced that's really cool is there's going to be some new tone masters uh so there is a new tone master uh deluxe reverb and a new twin reverb um so at first glance you might think that they were just fsrs because these ones are blonde with an ox blood um fretcloth oh that is amazing really yeah. 
Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They look great. They look like my old um, Supersonic 22. So if you're familiar with those aesthetics, um, that's what they look like. But there's actually a bit more going on with them. So instead of having the Jensen speakers that were uh, as standard in the original Tone Masters, these have actually got Celestian uh, Neo Dimium Creambacks. So they're just as light as the uh, as the the Jensen's. And actually, I think these Neo Creambacks are new. I don't think they've I don't think that they've done creambacks with uh, in like the neo style for very long, or maybe they've not launched them at all. I'm not sure, but yeah. They're, so they're they're super new, super light, and that uh, that like the creambacks just kind of break up a little bit better. Um, that's you know they don't stay quite as clean as the Jensen's. Um, there's also a couple of new um, IRs that are in here with the creambacks. Um, so uh, you've got an SM57, of course, and then a Sennheiser MD421. So two pretty different sounding mics that with is, I, those speakers. There is a very very thorough package, like a very complete package of you know as we spoke about the Tone Master, obviously when it. Um, the the original one on on gear of the year last year but yeah. it's such a fantastic product to have sort of both a complete recording solution and a fantastic live solution kind of in one box i love that they're expanding it and doing new finishes i think that's really important yeah and actually there's another couple of things that uh you really probably wouldn't notice unless you were quite a nerd and that is um first of all there's there's like quite a popular mod that people do on uh, like old on 65 deluxes which is um removing the bright cap on the uh on one of the channels so what people have found is that if you remove the bright cap it just allows the amp to take uh distortion pedals a little bit better just smooths everything out especially at kind of like lower to mid volumes so um what fender have done on these is they have actually removed the virtual bright cap from the amp <laughs> So that you can, uh, so that you can do that, and there will be a firmware update that if you want the, um, if you want the bright cap, you can actually update the firmware and put it back on. That's very um, cool. So that's really cool. And also another thing that that um, is a, a really smart uh, little piece of ingenuity is the fact that the um, so because these can be you can uh, they, they can be attenuated all the way down to like one half of one watt, I think it is. Um, the the problem that people had found with these is if you do that, um, the amp still thinks that you are running it at full whack. And so the reverb still reacts as if you are running it at full whack, even if you're running it quite quietly. So people had found that the reverb, when you were attenuating it down, could be like really overpowering because the amp thinks that you're running like you know you're running it at 10 but you're actually running it at 10 but tapered all the way down so there's just a bit more uh flexibility with the with the reverb control which just works a little bit better um and again that's something that a firmware update you can take off and go back to the uh go back to the 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 normal setting but yeah they they sound great they're still super light they look amazing um and yeah like you say joe it's just cool that there's um something different with the the tone master series that is is actually more than just okay well look this one is blonde it's um yeah. you know it's quite a lot going on with it 
Well, I think when they when they first came out, it was one of those things where a, a lot of listeners sort of commented on it, and I think we probably did as well. Like, uh, yeah, hopeful that the Toadmaster range would continue to expand, and it would be something that Fender didn't just do as like a, you know, w- one amp, because it seemed like it could very much be just a solution for the for the for the twin when it when it came out. But it's, um... yeah, totally. Well, you know, we're all holding out hope for the uh, resurgence of the Super Six. Um, so that there'd be <laughs> Fender could justify doing a Tone Master Super Six, you know. I want it with those like uh, pointed in speakers, like that Fender Four by Twelve from the seventies. See yeah. if you can bring those back. <laughs> yeah, that is absolutely what you want. Um, so, just one more uh, kind of headline news for us to talk about. I mean, like you say, there's loads, of, loads of stuff that was announced, but um, pedals. I just thought it would be worth t- touching on those very briefly. Um, so, four new pedals. Um, there is a, uh, there are new deluxe versions of the Pugilist and the Marine layer. So the Pugilist distortion, uh, is just one of my favorite distortion pedals on the market. Uh, although I appreciate that I might not be the most, um, objective of commentators when it comes to that but i just i think the the uh the the pugilist is amazing so you've got two drive circuits that you can run either in series or in parallel and if you're running them in series uh you can uh sorry if you're running them in parallel you can blend between them so get more of one or uh or of the other so um what fender have come out with uh summon am is the dual pugilist uh, which is uh, basically allows you to run those two pedals as two separate drive pedals in uh, one box where you've got control over turning one or other of them off. Um, so just, yeah, if you were into that sound, but you wanted to be able to stack the drives and have individual control over them, then you've got the option to do that. A um, few other bits and pieces going on with that, but that is very cool. And another expansion to the Pugilist range, which is really cool. Yeah. And then there's the dual marine layer, which is uh, the Fender reverb pedal. Oh, this um, is very exciting to me. Yeah, so again, this is this is very very cool. The um, the marine layer has been, uh, I think, probably the pedal that I've seen on most boards when I've been when you when you see like people's the the Fender pedal that I've seen on most people's boards. That seems to be the the one that is um, that has kind of like made it into the into the uh, the, the world of the the pedalboard nerds. And so with this, you've got the ability to run, again, you can switch between, so you can't run two at the same time, but you can switch between the uh, two preset um, reverbs. And then you've also got a sustain control, which um, is momentary. And what that allows you to do is basically just kick in a new decay time for your reverb. So if you want to just like make, so it's not like a freeze, but what it does is it just blooms up your reverb decay so that you're really uh immersing yourself in the uh in the the overall um uh just like atmospherics of the reverb that's a great feature yeah really really cool and like the previous uh like the standard marine layer you've got three sounds to choose from there so uh room hall and special which is the sort of shimmery type reverb uh so that is very cool um one little feature there that you won't have noticed from me saying it but the uh so it's the dual marine layer dual was in d-u-a-l because there's two of them but the dual pugilist is d-u-e-l oh. because it's like oh, two puns. people fighting i know puns. Yeah. 
two people having Fender a jewel having a jewel and then there's uh the other two pedals are the acoustic preverb um so that is like an all-in-one preamp for your uh, acoustic guitar you've got reverb in there you've got gain you've got notch filter so you can get out any weird little frequencies um and then the trapper bass distortion which actually seems very very cool so with this you have and and what i think is good about this is it kind of um would get rid of the need for me buying one of the electro harmonics tri parallel mixers which is uh so <laughs> oh so is it a three pedal three pedal thing no so again it's just a it's just a two so you've got distortion right. one and distortion two but what it does is it splits your signal and you can um run distortion one and distortion two independently from each other um distortion one is just kind of a a regular bass distortion just a really cool um girthy thickening up your tone really nice distortion two what that does is it rolls off some of the um low frequencies so it allows your um it allows your uh clean signal to kind of come through a little bit clearer and it lets your um higher frequencies get distorted from distortion one so you've still got a bit of the like low end punch from the clean part of your bass signal um so that's very cool very thoughtful and kind of exactly what you need from a bass distortion as well well i mean you you know we when the tri-parallel mixer was announced and when we were talking about it uh gear of the year i saw it as a way for me to use my uh harmonic percolator in a more kind of usable way because it would yeah. allow me to have some of my clean signal coming through because it can just be too destructive. And I, I tend to find that with a lot of bass uh, distortion pedals is they just, like, I want to hear the P bass. And so having the ability to just run it through uh, through that and still having some of the clean signal coming through, I just think that's a nice little way to uh, to, to attack that, um, that problem um, in a bit of a unique way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, very cool. Oh, it's really good to see kind of Fender continue to expand their pedal range. Um, I think the the sort of larger reverb was definitely something that needed to happen, especially like they're all very cool. Don't, I'm not you know taking away from any of the other pedals, but having like a, a having that sort of versatile, super all things included reverb pedal was definitely something that Fender needed to do as as it seems like they're trying to come up with a complete utility range of of effects it was you know one of the things that was maybe missing from their range that was being done by the the competitors that they're obviously um you know g- going after yeah but uh but yeah, super cool. But that actually actually pretty much brings us up to time for this week's episode, regular episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. We are going to be continuing over on Patreon, um, where this week we're going to be taking questions uh, from the Patreon group. I knew this was going to happen. I, I, there was yeah, we, always, we always do it. We said at the start, like, you know, we're all feeling a little bit low energy because, you know, it's we've got no Matty here to buoy us up um, and give us the spec that we need and the technical details that we need to talk about these things. Um, we're like, oh, we'll just do some questions. That'd be nice and low key. Didn't get around to a single one. No, unfortunately not. Sorry. We went off on one about Dan Electros and Jeff Bridges. Um, I also a- actually uh, want to talk about something else that was released this week um we'll do it on the patreon i want to talk about the nick 13 signature gretch 
Oh, okay, okay, well, we will do that. And, dear listener, if you want to join us, you can do. You can, in fact, become a Patreon supporter of Guitar Nerds for as little as a dollar a month. One dollar a month gets you this regular episode ad-free and early. Five dollars a month will get you that and access to our entire back catalogue of miniseries and Patreon specials. And at the ten dollar tier, you get all of those things, plus... You get your name sung in the podcast outro song. How wonderful indeed. You can, of course, follow us on all the major social platforms with that guitar nerds and join us on our Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. Thanks very much for tuning in. We'll be back next week with more of this guitar nerdery. Cheers, gang. Bye-bye. Ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of non-stop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. 
Osea is a woman-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. So you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.